Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad you're here for another episode of Homecoming, and I'm glad we have a poem to share on today. If you're new to the Homecoming podcast, I would love for you to write a poem about your journey and send it to me at homecomingpodcast at gmail.com so I can share it with our community of co-journers. And today's poem comes from Andrea Campos, who shares in uh, their letter that they are first-generation Afro-Peruvian and immigrant born to Black and white Peruvian parents. And this is significant as it relates to the poem. So wanted you to have that background. And Andrea's poem is called Home. It's weird growing up in a place you weren't born, citizen of a country I don't remember, and prisoner of one that doesn't care to claim me. It's weird learning at a young age that your labels are illegal, undocumented, alien, immigrant, Words I can now own, but used to be ashamed of. How do you pick an ethnicity or race on your school papers when you're Black and white, but also Latina and Hispanic? What does being Latina really mean if I don't remember the place that made me one? The smells, the sights, the sounds. A long-winded answer when the question, what are you, comes. Well, what am I really? Where is home? How do you tell your friends when you're 15 that you can't get your driver's permit because you're not allowed to be here, much less drive, even though they feel you feel just as American as they do? How do you confront the fact that you can't apply for college after high school, even though you've worked hard to earn your grades and be at the top of your class? How do you stay behind while everyone is off at college? working full-time to help my family make ends meet while others have lives of their parents or the government's dying? How do I move away from my family when they depend on me financially and emotionally? How do I leave a place of diversity behind without losing my sense of self? How do I live in a predominantly white area without feeling whitewashed? How do I date a white man I am in love with without feeling like I am betraying my brothers and sisters by sleeping with the colonizer? How do I call a place home that doesn't trust me enough to leave it? How do I call a place home that historically oppressed and put me down, put down my kind, and in little words tells me to go back to where I came from? Well, where is that really? What am I really? Where is home? These are questions I've struggled with and continue to do so every now and again. As an optimist and hopeful romantic, I've learned most of my answers come from the love that lies within me. And the more I figure myself out, the more I realize who I am is continuously evolving, 
as I am continuously learning, home is not where you were born or where you grew up. Home to me isn't a location on a map like they say. Home is where the heart is, and my heart lies in the eyes and voices of the people I love, in the waves that crash to kiss the sand, in the rugged mountain peaks that leave me in awe and make me make my worries feel so small every time I stare up at them or look down from their summits. Home is in the arms of the ones I love. No matter where I am geographically, home is self-care, self-love, affirmations and meditations, rituals and prayers. My ancestors fought so hard to see me where I am now. As much as I long to call myself a resident or citizen of a country, I know as much as I long to own a cozy space with tall ceilings, wooden beams, and huge windows nestled among tall trees, I realize home isn't a place, it's a feeling. And more and more, I'm finding home within. And though the path is crooked, bumpy, treacherous, and often tiring, I'm finally loving the journey to her. Oh my goodness, Andrea. I really, really, really love your poem. Thank you so much for sharing your homecoming journey with us and that mindfulness of the complexities and the layers of our identity as we seek home. And as you name, really getting to the place of what we cultivate, what we create, what we name as home, uh, not only around us, but within us. And so I am grateful, grateful that you shared your poem with us. And on today, we're going to talk about letting go of the past, letting go of the past. And I am aware that so many of us have had painful experiences in the past, and those can be really hard to release. And it is not as simple as, well, just let go or just shake it off or just forget about it. But there are some strategies that can help us when we are attempting to shift, when we are attempting to release, when we are wanting to not remain in bondage to yesterday. And I'm also aware for some people it's uh, not the painful parts that are hard to let go of, but those who feel like their best moments were behind them, that their best moments, their happiest times were in the past. And then this idea really, which is a fear that it will never come again. And so that uh, sense of hopelessness about the present, that sense of hopelessness uh, or powerlessness about the future can really keep us uh, stuck and stagnant and discouraged. And so I am appreciative of each of you being here as we think about coming home to ourselves in the present of what that looks like in this moment of our lives. Because uh, if I am perpetually living in regret, if I am perpetually looking behind me, then I have to really wonder, am I at home with myself? I may still be wrestling with yesterday. I may still be struggling with uh, the memories 
of what happened to me or what I did to myself or to others, but to really be at home with myself is a call to the present. It is a call to be present in your life and to be present with yourself in this moment, in this moment. And so an important part of our homecoming journey is learning to let go of or to make peace with the past. And a part of that process is really what we would call radical acceptance. And with radical acceptance, I recognize uh, what happened. I acknowledge it. I see it fully. I do not deny it or minimize it or try to deny or erase it. Uh, but it was, right? Whatever happened in my past, that did occur. And I am not there anymore. I am in the present and so I know many times we live in this place of regret and wishing we had do-overs, right? If I could do it all again, I would do it differently. If I knew then what I know now, then all of the different choices or decisions I would have made, and we can spend our lives in that place of regret and grief of the past, past moments, past seasons, past relationships, uh, past time. And so getting to a place as we come home to ourselves that I would like to give myself permission to be present. I would like to give myself permission to become untangled by my past, that I would like to give myself permission to turn the page and have a fresh start. And I invite you to give yourself permission as well to really acknowledge the past and to recognize there are some goodbyes that we need to say to what is already gone. Hmm. There are some goodbyes that we need to say to seasons, opportunities, people, moments that have already gone. And to live fully, to live authentically, is to be able to distinguish past from present. To live authentically at home with myself requires that I can make a distinction, that I can recognize the difference between my yesterday and my today. If it is all blurred together, then I will come to believe falsely that because of what was written in the past, that nothing else can be written in my present. And so in that way, I surrender my pen. And so I want to invite you to consider picking up your pen so that you can write in this present reality, those questions that were raised in the poem. Who are you? What is the home you are creating within yourself for yourself? And so I invite you to take a moment of sacred pause 
And that is just focusing in on your breath as a spiritual connection, as the moment of holistic connection, and tuning in at your own pace, paying attention to the inhale through your nose and the exhale through your mouth and becoming aware of the decision to breathe in the present and to breathe out the past. To make a decision in this sacred moment to breathe in today and to exhale yesterday. Making a decision to breathe in your now and to exhale what has gone before. So one of the key pieces of letting go of the past is making a decision. You know, it becomes an important question of do you actually want to let go? Are you willing to choose the present? Are you willing to choose the present and really having to interrogate for yourself, to reflect for yourself? What are the things that keep you holding on to yesterday and acknowledging if that is fear, if that is regret, if that is grief, whatever it is that has you tied up in the past to really reflect and to decide, am I ready to give myself the gift of being present? Am I ready? Am I ready to shift my focus or do I feel I need to live my life in tribute to yesterday? Does all of my conversation, do all of my thoughts, do all of my actions have to be in reflection of yesterday? Or do I want to make a new choice with my life? with my thoughts, with my emotions, with my life. This life by design, living by design, uh, interior design and the external design of your life is around some choices and decisions of letting go. That I have replayed that season of my life. I have given it a lot of time and focus I've thought a lot about it. I've talked a lot about it. And I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to embrace my present. I'm ready to reclaim my pen. I'm ready to start again, ready to begin again. And so each of us, we take as much time as we need. And the only one who can declare your readiness is you. Other people can try to pressure you or push you to be on their timeline. But in the end, it really is each person knowing how much time and space they need to sit with the past before they are ready to be present with themselves. An important strategy that can help in getting uh, from past to present is journaling. And so to begin to write about those experiences, those relationships, those moments, even those regrets 
that uh, have kept you stuck, tangled up, tied up. Some people feel in bondage to those past events. And as you are writing, I encourage you to write about how you thought about them in the moment, right? How you reflected and understood what was happening at that time. And then to pull the wisdom out of the wounds to say, what have you discovered in the time between that season and now? Because we don't want to just replay the events, but what is the insight? What is the knowledge? What is the wisdom? What is the understanding that has come as we have reflected so much time on those events, experiences, and people I invite you to track your process and your journey with the memories so that even if I am still feeling very much uh, tied into my yesterday, can I see any growth? Can I see any progress? Or am I just replaying it? Is it just looping over and over again with no breakthrough? Yes. So as you begin to journal, uh, some of the insights and the shifts in your perspective, in your understanding, and your compassion may uh, develop over time. And so we, one, make a decision that I want to live in the present. I'm choosing to shift into the present. Two, I write about those events in the past and where I have seen my growth, where I have seen my insight from that moment to this moment. Another important part about shifting into the present and not letting the past continue to hold us hostage is to reflect on these ideas of blame and responsibility. Uh, because especially if there was harm by others, then I have to put the responsibility there for what was done, right? Of who hurt you, who abandoned you, who deceived you, who cheated on you, uh, who didn't show up for you. So we acknowledge that. And uh, people who did harm, that is, that is their action. That is their responsibility. And now... I take responsibility for the present of how I handle my wounds, how I handle my heart, how I handle my distress, how I take hold of my healing journey, right? So I am not responsible for the harms that were done to me, the mistreatment that I experienced. I am not responsible for that. And because I want to create a joyful, abundant, present-centered life, I do take responsibility for the ways in which I handle myself with compassion, the ways in which I handle myself with patience, the ways in which I am intentional about my healing, about my voice, about my power, about my growth about my process, about my heart, 
And so the things that are not in my control, that were not in my control, that I am not going to blame and shame myself for those. And I am going to hold myself with both hands that I will not continue to look back in the past and declare what I can never be because of what they did, right? I am not going to give over the power of the rest of my life to those who took my power in the past. So yes, they may have walked away when you were 10 years old. They may have walked away when you were 25 or when you were 45 and it was painful and it was horrible and it was unfair. And now, and now we begin to shift our focus to say, what is the life I want to give myself with the capacity, with the resources, with the support system that I do have? What is the life that I want to take responsibility for creating, knowing that I show up to my present with some wounds that were not my doing? I show up in the present with some scars that were not my doing, and I still choose to take responsibility to actively engage in my healing instead of waiting for abusers, instead of waiting for those who abandoned me, instead of waiting for those who discarded me. I am not waiting for them to heal me. Ah, I am not waiting for them to choose me. I am not keeping my life on hold, waiting for their validation. I'm not waiting for it. I'm taking responsibility for the affirmation and validation and nourishment of my own soul. And so that becomes an important shift as I choose to live in the present. And then when the past wants to replay itself again and again, one, I take captive my own imagination. So in mindfulness, we understand you can't stop a random thought from popping in your head. So from time to time, these thoughts of the past will show up. But I do get to decide how much of my day and how much of my night I will continue to give to that fleeting thought. See, sometimes a thought passes and we say, mm, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I remember that happened when I was 16, when I was 24. I remember that. I acknowledge it. Or I can invite that thought in, and now I am replaying it over and over again uh, in a way that keeps me stuck. And so I invite you uh, to really think about using your psychological, emotional container of I do not want the past to continue to in some ways, bleed over all of my pages so that I cannot even see what is in front of me. And so I begin to acknowledge and shift. So yes, that was terrible. Yes, I acknowledge it. Yes, it created grief. And that was my past. And on today, I'm choosing me. I'm choosing me in the presence I am in, in the present. 
I am choosing my care. I'm choosing to be mindful of my community and who I surround myself with. I am choosing my purpose. I'm choosing my mental and physical and spiritual health. And so I see it, I recognize it, and I declare that it is not the fullness of my story. I do not give it the power to be the period at the end of my story. It is the comma that happened in my yesterday and yet now. Hmm, I am writing a new story, writing a new song, open to new relationships, open to new career opportunities, open to a new me, open to identifying and naming myself in new ways, open to cultivating and creating a life that is fulfilling. And so we interrupt the tape of the past, not by just trying to suppress it or deny it, but I acknowledge it and begin to name intentionally the life I am choosing in my present. And so you can give yourself permission to acknowledge the wound and yet name that the wound is not the only part of your story. So what does that sound like? It sounds like saying to yourself, perhaps even as you physically embrace and hold yourself, I acknowledge that I feel blank about the past and today I choose to love me, right? And if choose to love me feels too strong or feels like not where you are yet, I am learning to choose to love me. I am learning to accept myself. So I acknowledge the pain of the past, the regrets of the past, the wounds of the past, the sorrow of my past, the disappointment of my past, perhaps even the rage created by my past. I acknowledge all of that. And in this present moment, I am choosing to come home to me. I am choosing to come home to myself. I am choosing to write my next chapter. I am choosing to live in the present. And so it is not a false choice or a false dichotomy. It is not uh, denying the past or minimizing the past, but it is also intentionally declaring that my past does not get to overshadow my present. My past does not get to erase my present. My past does not get to continue to hold me hostage. And now it does not mean with these mental exercises and even these spiritual exercises that I will never think of the past, right? Because uh, releasing doesn't mean I forgot, right? That just cognitively, it doesn't, that's not how it works. It is the power of it, the sting of it, gets lessened as I am one, able to acknowledge it, and two, as I am able to recognize my agency, my capacity, my power to be in the present. And how am I in the present? It has to go beyond my thinking. 
into my actions. The more I engage in life in my present, the more the past decreases in its hold on me. And so each time you choose to show up for yourself in the present, each time you make a decision that shifts you into the present, it weakens the hold that the past has on you. I am so grateful that you are doing this work and I want you to know I am keenly aware that this releasing is not a simple act. It is a daily labor. It is a daily process. It is a daily ritual. It is a daily decision that is easier when you have support. So I hope that you are able to connect with people who ground you in the present instead of perpetually pulling you into the past. I hope you can create relationship and connection with people who are willing to see and create and cultivate the present even as we acknowledge the past. That is a part of our liberation, to recognize the gift of this moment, this now, on today, this you. And so take a cleansing breath, if that feels right for you. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Oh